You sisters know that my skin has been glowing lately. And I'm here to tell you my secret. Oak Essentials. You've heard us talk about their line of luxurious products before, and we're so excited to have them as a sponsor of OK Sister Podcast because now you can join in on the glowy goodness. You know Oak Essentials is legit because it was created by none other than our favorite brand ever, Jenny Kane. Oak Essentials is known for its simple approach to self-care with a lineup of foundational skincare staples made with high-quality ingredients that drive results. It aims to unlock healthy, glowing skin with decadent and hydrating ingredients that give you a luxe, dewy glow. I won't shut up about the Moisture Rich Balm. It's a nutrient-rich balm that supports collagen production and delivers serious hydration for a luminous glow. And a luminous glow indeed. The way my skin feels like butter after applying this balm. This balm will make you never want to wear makeup again. And you can apply generously during your night routine to lock in moisture as you dream. It's the definition of beauty sleep. Treat yourself or someone else this season. You sisters will get 15% off and a free organic honey-based restorative mask with their first order. Oh my God, what a deal. When you use code OKSIS15 at checkout. That's right. 15% off plus a gift with your first order at O-A-K-E-S-S-E-N-T-I-A-L-S.com. Promo code OKSIS15, OKAYSIS15. Go ahead and treat yourself. From luxurious skincare to meaningful self care, you deserve it. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hello and welcome back to OKSIS Podcast. It's Mads. It's Scout, your favorite older sister. Oh gosh, it's so it's so cringy. I fucking don't know why I said that. Your, ba- your favorite older sister. It's like the sister <laughs> motif is cute, but then I feel like you get older and you feel like maybe the sister motif is young. I don't know. Yeah. Um, what's up? What's up, girly? What's up, sister? Hope you're doing well. Hope you're having let's set let's set the scene. Let's set let's set the environments um for both of us. I'm in Santa Bubra. You know that I like cannot call it Santa Barbara ever since that keeping up with the Kardashians episode, probably in like two thousand ten. I don't even know. It was a long ass time ago and they go to uh, Chloe and Courtney, I think also Kim, go to Santa Barbara and they call it Santa Bubra and they keep touching Courtney's boobs and they call it Santa Bubra. So now to this day, I call it Santa Bubra, and it's like a little scary because when I'm talking to other people, I like it'll slip. That's interesting because just this morning I was like, you know what? I haven't uh, caught up with those those ladies in a while since their Hulu. Oh, the new the new um, season, the new season came out yesterday. No, I watched no, it. no, it did. Oh my god, I'm so excited. I I just love them. I don't know what is up, but I just wait. Went to- so you haven't watched you haven't watched the Hulu series at all. No, okay, I've watched the whole series. I haven't watched this season. I didn't know the new season was out on it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It just came out yesterday. I didn't see any promo for it or anything. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, that... Yeah, I mean, we hate to see sisters fighting because it's all about Courtney and Kim and the whole situation there. But we go through, like, Courtney's pregnancy and 
Honestly, I don't even know what else, but um, whatever. I will watch them talk to a wall. I don't give a shit what's going on. I just will watch them do anything. I love them. Can you ever predict or foresee that large of a fight between the two of us when we're older? I just cannot imagine how that big of a fight would ever transpire between the two of us. Okay, so this is I, – I, I agree. I think there's another whole deeper layer and – side to this that we're not seeing and I had texted you about it it's common knowledge but I guess it's just not talked about and it's not being mentioned in this you know fight as a whole but Kim and Travis Barker have had sex like many many years ago I was having um, dinner with gay man with a spray tan he's this tiktoker who's like a Kardashian extraordinaire like he knows everything and he like reports on the Kardashian news and I was talking to him about it and I was just like this is so crazy about the fight like it just seems so out of control. Like, I understand Courtney's mad at Kim, and I understand Kim's kind of, like, power-hungry, whatever. But this seems like, just let it go, whatever. You know, you'll see differences. But he was like, no, like, Kim and Travis have had sex. Travis liked Kim first. That's why he moved to fucking Hidden Hills in Calabasas to be closer to Kim. He wrote it in his memoir, like, years and years ago that he was, like, obsessed with Kim Kardashian and then Kim, like, obviously, I mean, they had sex probably once or maybe a couple times, but then nothing happened. And then he became really good friends with Courtney. And so now she's like, you know, obviously they're in love and they're obsessed with each other. So I think there's like, like residual resentment of like, you used to like my sister, get the fuck out of my, my world now because like Travis is mine kind of vibes. And they're not saying that on the show. Cause I don't think they want to like perpetuate that you know that storyline I mean that could that could be part of it I don't I don't know I, I I can see how that might play a subconscious part in the whole situation but I also think that when potentially you have as big of a family as they do like we have a really big family of step siblings but those our step siblings came into our lives much later but these people have like 10 fucking siblings that they legitimately grew up with I feel as if maybe when you have an issue with one, it's easy to uh, brush it under the rug and let it fester because there's so many other things going on that you can distract yeah. yourself with within the family. Like if you and I weren't yeah. doing well, Rosh Hashanah would be shitty. Passover would be shitty. Hanukkah, like every family event would be so shitty. But since there's so many of them, I feel like they can kind of hide within another person or you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I don't know. I'm... I see both sides and I'm just kind of like, let it, let it be. I they thought that Courtney was yeah. incredibly rude to Kim when she was essentially saying that her work ethic, like there was something else. Like she was essentially like, stop, stop being you. Like stop she was, working. So yeah, it was she really, was gaslighting. Yeah, it was she was gaslighting. Very She's like, You're, rude. I think it was like a, I honestly, not a jealous thing, but it was kind of like a weird you're you're trying to like woo woo and prescribe like be like I'm better than you because I just have found like inner peace and you and being like oh and you haven't because you you tend to have to work in order to feel fulfilled and like that's an issue whereas like yeah for Courtney she does not need to work to feel fulfilled and those are some people you know she's probably a projector like me and it's like if you're so spiritual and so have inner peace then you should know that every person is different and every person feels fulfilled in a different way like just because she likes to work does not mean that she's like hiding something or trying to cover something up 
uh, or not feeling this like satisfaction in life it's more that that is her nature and like you should be able to celebrate that and not look at that as like oh you're trying to you're trying to run from something because you're just working all the time or like there's underlying issues like no no you're just different than this person and that's okay yeah and with both there's underlying issues with everyone there's always underlying issues with everyone yeah, yeah when I saw that I was like ooh, if someone said that to me I would not do I would not be as calm as Kim I would be incredible it'd be like that's very disrespectful and condescending in my opinion um but love them i i cannot wait to watch this episode i'm very excited they're just really huge expanders and i don't know why but they just are and i really loved in the last season the moment where kim cried over her malibu house it was just it was uh, (laughs) it was such a me moment Same girl. I know. Okay. I know. Well, okay. Let's get into this episode. I'm so excited. We're going to like bring it back to old school. Okay. Sis days. And we're going to do like a huge current fixations episode because we haven't done that in a while. And it was actually really nice to kind of sit and be like, what new, what are like new things in my life that I haven't talked about on the pod? Um, I feel like I still have, you know, my tried and true activities and routines like rum and cube romance novels orange wine like all that bullshit so i'm not gonna mention that stuff but i liked having this exercise of like oh what are those like the little simple pleasures that happen in my life that i'm currently obsessed with yeah same and i just want to shout out one of the sisters who left us a review which is why we're doing this episode she left us a review actually on my birthday which made my day um, she titled it Monday Besties and she said my fave way to start my week miss the weekly current fixations though can we please bring those back so if you're a new OKSIS listener OKSIS started with a segment called current fixations where every week we talked about either a product a book a mindset tip etc that we were currently obsessed with and it's kind of like weaned over the years every now and then we'll come in hot with a big one but we saw this uh review and one it made my day and we said you know what let's do it let's bring the weekly we'll we'll start doing current fixations more because I feel like it is a really fun uh way to start every episode but for this beautiful sister who left this review this episode is for you yeah okay so I'll go first I mean now that we're talking about tb I kind of have I know we're going to do like five current fixations each, but I'm kind of just going to put down all my TV under one. So it obviously the strike was happening. It's over, which is great. But um, that means that there's just like a ton of reality TV right now. And it's all I'm it's the only thing I'm watching because there's nothing else. So I just watched the first episode of The Golden Bachelor, which is Scott, do you know about The Golden Bachelor? No. What is that? Oh my god! I'm honestly scared. Scout, Scout, you need to watch this. It's a 70 year old bachelor, and all the women are like 60 to 70. It is the best thing that this this franchise could have ever done. Like it's going to be phenomenal. Me and Ben watched it, and he was like, "Oh my god, I'm watching this with you!" Like it's so so good. It's so precious. He is just the sweetest man ever. He is a widower. His wife of 43 years passed away, I think like 10 years ago or so, and he is on the pursuit to find love again. And that all the women are just—I don't know—it gives you this. It really redefines what it is to be 60 or 70. Um, I think I see this with like dad and our, our um, soon to be stepmom where I think we just, we just think that sixties and seventies and like that era of your life, like it's, you're so old and you're this and you're decrepit, but it's like, 
No, people are so youthful. They have so much more to live. They're so content with themselves. They're ready. They're like hopeful. It's amazing to see. And it makes me like so excited for that time in my life. And um, I don't know. It's a really beautiful beautiful show. I mean, there's not going to be any drama, obviously, because the women are so nice to each other. They're like, oh my God, you're so beautiful at this. So it'll be, maybe it'll be a little boring, but regardless, it's just so wholesome. And I think it's exactly what the franchise needed. Wow. What an interesting move that really came out of nowhere. I will be adding it to my list. You would absolutely love it. And then um, another piece of reality TV that I've been watching is Real Housewives of New York. So I... Wait, uh, as um, where are you know, watching it? Because I was trying to look up where to watch the new season with Jenna Lyons and I couldn't figure out where to watch yeah. it. Bravo. Just go to Bravo and then lo- uh, log in with dad's uh, provider, TV provider. Okay, I'm gonna need so I need you to, to text in. me the step-by-step there, please. Thank you. Yeah, I have a login. Oh my God, I'm so... I have weaseled my way. I am now not paying for any streaming service. I weaseled my way into our Uncle Maurice's Hulu account. So now I don't pay for that. That happened at and Rosh Hashanah. <laughs> I could not believe he gave I you... I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it. I was like, give me the login right now. And he was like, oh, I can't find the password. I'm like, no, 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 go find the password right now. He sent me the password. I screenshotted it. I have it in my notes app. And anytime he changes the password, I'm going to text him and get it back. Because, like, I was pay- it was going to increase to $17.99. And I was like, absolutely not. I'm sorry. You're, I'm on not my, you're on my Disney. I'm on your Disney. I don't pay for Netflix. I don't pay for Max. I don't pay for anything. I think I have Apple TV, which is, like, five bucks. Okay. All right, get Anyways, back to the so current Rahoney, fixations. Because I know you have, sorry, like, 400 Rahoney. other TV shows. I have 400. I have 400. Rahoney. So... Yes, I, as the sisters know, we're not really Bravo girlies, which, um, you know, is what it is. Sorry. But um, Jenna Lyons, talk about getting another audience to watch your franchise. Like when I heard that Jenna Lyons was going to be on Rahoni, I was like, I am signed up. I'm bought in. I'm so ready for this. It's fantastic. I mean, I still have I still am not so used to the Real Housewives formula you know this is what and look that's what that's what it is that's that's how it is they one of them talks shit about the other they just they okay they have a night where someone says something then the next day they recap it each individually with each person and they just recap the night and then they talk shit about each other and then that person tells the other person about the talking of the shit of the other person like it's just it's like so not realistic people don't talk this way or like make drama this way but obviously it's for the show so I'm just more so having to get past that formula because it's very much a housewives thing regardless fantastic Jenna Lyons is just I don't I don't know I don't know what the fan consensus is but I'm bought in yeah I love her she is a boss babe I'm obsessed she's not doing it she doesn't have any drama but that's fine because she's Whatever she's fabulous. I love Jenna Lyons. Obviously, I've been, I've, literally, I've been following her since her J. Crew day when I was in high school. When she yeah. was at the height of her career, she was iconic. I still remember her showing up to I think it was either New York Fashion Week or Paris Fashion Week in a full length maxi, almost like a feathered skirt, and then a jean chambray like crop tied top, and it was with a slick back bun and these amazing sunglasses. I re- I remember that image. It's like ingrained in my memory from high school. And obviously I watched her new show on HBO. And so when she signed up for... Wait, th- she had a show on HBO? Yeah, she had a whole show where <gasps> they were... She was trying to figure out what her next move was past 
um, J. Crew. Oh, so she's not okay. So she's not new to reality. TV, yeah, but so that, but that's, this wasn't okay. this show was not reality TV like Real Housewives reality TV. It was a lot more creative. Like she was trying to find her new sure. business, so she was having all these people. And the last person got to work for her, um, and they were throwing dinner parties, or then they were like re, re redoing redecorating a studio is one of the challenge. It was very amazing. So oh, it was like a challenge based yeah, show. It was a challenge based show. Oh, to A, find what so Jenna weird. Lyons wanted to do post J. Crew, and then B, which person was going to come with her to work for her in this new capacity. Um, I don't think it was well received, um, but I loved it. And so when they said that she was going to be on The Real Housewives, I was talking to my friend Micah about it. And my initial reaction was like, no, 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 Jenna Lyons, not a good idea. You are so above this. Like, you, you are a fucking Agreed. fashion icon. You do not need to be doing Real Housewives, but they brought this new Real Housewives season in a little bit, I, I, I guess, a more sophisticated way. Like the women are very accomplished, et cetera. So I, I can't wait to watch it, but I am a little like I would not have advised her to do this. So I oh yeah. And I told I I agree when I heard this, I was like, oh, they like, yeah, does that cheapen her brand a little bit? I will say it's the the energy of the women. They are much younger. They're much more. Uh, yeah, Paul, not polished, I guess. Yeah, but, you know, more sophisticated, I, I would say that. I mean, especially compared to the last Rahoni cast. So um, it fits. It works. Like, you'll watch it and be like, oh, okay, yeah, this this makes sense. And I don't think it was a terrible move for her. Honestly, like, I think it actually was pretty – it's surprising, but she's, like, redefining what the brand of Rahoni is. Okay, beautiful. I will get that login, and I will report back. Okay, are you done with your TV yeah. shows? Okay, what's yours? Oh, okay, my turn. Yeah, I mean, we already talked. We already talked about Righteous Gemstones, but um, so but that's the only oh my scripted God. one that I'm. Currently we talked watching. about it off air, so sisters, just letting you know, um, I was right. Maddie was wrong. She loves Righteous Gemstones. No need to make fun of me. I have impeccable taste. Um, the accents, the Jesus Christ. I honestly like. I want to go to a mega church now. I just want to go to a mega church. I just think I'm obsessed. I'm so fascinated. What, where is the, do we have a Jew a mega synagogue like a mega like a weird underground crazy mega synagogue situation happening because I don't think that's it's in Jewish culture you know what there is no mega Jewish we synagogue. need to make one we need to make one Rabbi Scout and Cantor Mads we're making the first Jewish mega church it, mega every synagogue. service opens up with yeah by Usher <laughs> yeah oh how are you feeling about Usher um doing the Super Bowl oh incredibly excited i'm like oh who is he gonna bring out more- do you think he's gonna bring out alicia keys and they're gonna sing my boo i don't know oh fuck yeah that would be great no um wait so were you more excited for this other wait no, oh, no you i was more excited i think for the the last one i mean it was so iconic with snoop and eminem no and that was two years i think that was two years yeah ago. two years ago that one was like that I feel like that will never ever. Oh, also, Dad was texting me. He's really up to date on the fact that they arrested someone. Um, I know for Tupac's too, murder. Tupac. It's yeah. like a whole thing. He's like following up on that. But anyways, ever since having a baby, I've been extremely conscious about what I spend my money on and which products I use. And clothing is no different. I want my wardrobe to be sustainable, good quality, and timeless. You have to be talking about whimsy and row, right? Whimsy and Row is an LA-grown, eco-conscious brand born out of the love for cute, comfy, and classic styles. 
Every piece is made by women for women. Quality goods, local production, natural and organic fabrics. Yes, please give me all the linens. Just like OK Sister, Whimsy and Row is based on the idea that women are multidimensional. There's a balance of flirty feminine and minimal masculine in all of our wardrobes, and Whimsy and Row means exactly that. From special occasions to everyday effortless styles, their clothing is meant to mix and match and wear on repeat. I have been wearing their Kira pant in black linen probably three times a week. Sisters, if you've been listening to this podcast or following me on Instagram, you know that Whimsy and Rose Kira Pant in Black Linen is a sisterhood staple at this point. Founder Rachel Temko created the brand back in 2014 because she wanted to create an approachable and inclusive brand that cared for the people and the planet first. Get the full Whimsy experience IRL at their Venice location or shop online at whimsyandrow.com. Their store in Venice is so cute. I can attest. And if you're in LA, I highly recommend stopping by. They are always putting on these amazing community events. They just launched their spring summer collection and we will be living in it all summer long. Visit their website, whimsyandrow.com. That's W-H-I-M-S-Y-A-N-D-R-O-W.com and use code OKSISTER for 15% off. Sisters, my goal these days is to always look put together when I leave the house. Nothing over the top or super dressed up or anything like that. I just want to look put together and feel good about what I'm wearing in an effortless yet refined way. When I look at my closet every single morning and think about what I can wear that is chic and intentional, I usually end up grabbing one of my Jenny Kane sweaters and I always end up loving the way I look and the way I feel in them. You all know, sisters, that when I envision my highest self, I am wearing Jenny Kane. Their sweaters are the quintessential must-have item. I cannot stop wearing my Marina set. I throw it on and immediately feel like I'm in a Nancy Myers movie, like I could just walk on the beach in Santa Barbara. It is the coastal grandma aesthetic. My favorite Jenny Kane sweater right now is their everyday sweater in taupe. This is the definition of a staple that every woman must have in their wardrobe. Sisters, trust me on this one. I wear it with leggings, oversized jeans, and a little kitten heel or a silk maxi skirt. Legit, Mads and I are so obsessed with wearing our Johnny Kane sweaters that we've literally shown up both wearing the same sweater once. The white alpaca cocoon crew neck, which is this deliciously oversized sweater. Yeah, that moment takes the cake. Both of us walking in with our matching Jenny Kane sweaters. We're obsessed. Can't take them off. Wearing them every day. The type of staples that save your outfit. That is what I love about their entire collection. It is truly the art of simplicity. They focus on comfort, quality, and timeless designs. So you can curate a wardrobe that never goes out of style. Find your new uniform at JennyKane.com. Our listeners get 15% off your first order when you use code OKSIS at checkout. That's 15% off your first order, J-E-N-N-I-K-A-Y-N-E.com, promo code OKSIS. O-K-A-Y-S-I-S. Let getting dressed be one less thing to worry about. Um, okay, can I get my first current fixation 17 minutes yeah, into sorry. this episode? <laughs> yeah. Okay, sorry. so my current fixation, my first one, it's a mom one. It's for a little Lily Constantine girl. It's the House of Noah playmat that I have. I got it in Fawn. So I haven't taken as many photos of it. You might have seen a couple. I'm taking more because obviously in the beginning it was mostly about Lily's nursery, but now she is moving, okay, sisters? She is crawling. She is standing. She is 
uh, she's going to be walking any minute and I needed a place to have her be safe because she keeps hitting her fucking head on the floor. I know she keeps having bruises and all these videos you send me. I'm like, what's going on with this side of her head? It's because like, she so she kept bruises. like hitting her head on the wooden floor. So I'm trying to keep her contained on in her play area um, so that this doesn't happen because while they're learning how to crawl, they fall like all the time. So I was like, okay, I need a play mat that's safe. That's cute. Obviously, I needed it to aesthetically fit into my house and I wanted it to be safe for her. So I got the House of Noah. This is actually my second House of Noah play mat, sister. So the first First one I actually brought to my dad so that we also have a play mat there and it cuts up into tiles so you can make like you know a square you can make a rectangle you can make it small you can make it big which is great for the one I have at dad's because we can just pull out you know four tiles or six tiles or eight tiles depending on what room we're in um, but the one I got I got the color fawn it's just a foam mat again keeps baby safe so if she falls it doesn't hurt her head or anything like that and it's really very beautiful. I can wipe it down, etc. All the photos and videos I take of her there are cute. And I love them so much. I put them on my baby registry for my baby shower. Um, and then I got this fawn one as well. So I've been DMing with them and I got you guys a code. So anyone who has a baby coming up or a friend with a baby coming up, you can get this. It's like the perfect, perfect baby shower gift. You can use Scout Sobel 10 because I love you sisters. Um, but I'm just like really into, I mean, this is not a fucking shocker. I'm very into uh, baby decor that fits into my interior decor. Like it, it all has to yeah. come together and a rug, the rug doesn't work when the baby's crawling. It doesn't work. She's, you know what I mean? We need like a mat where she can drool or like, you know, she throws her water everywhere or whatever the fuck she does. You can clean it up. It's cute. I love it. You clean it up. It's cute. I know. I, I can attest. It is very chic. And yeah, Lily Constantine deserves every chic, you know, baby gadget there is out there. So yeah, I approve. Yeah, House of Noah. Lily, Lily Constantine approved. Yeah, it's the House of Noah. I think it's the, it's the, well, I don't think it is. It's the fawn one in brown. It's the one I got. They have all these sorts of different other colors too. Like they look like rugs, you know, so you think it's a rug. Yeah, they look like rugs. I thought it was a rug. Yeah, yeah that's the best part. It's the, so like, yeah, it's the best yeah. part. Chic, chic. Okay. For all um, the romance girlies out there, um, I haven't done a book update. I just have one recommendation for you, and it's a series. It's the Friend Zone series by Abby Jimenez. So I I was kind of in a reading rut a couple months ago, and then I, re, I, I had read the Friend Zone, which is Abby Jimenez's first book, uh, maybe last year and I read it in like one day and I was obsessed with it but I don't know something about I and I've said this on the podcast before I am just anti-sequels like I'm anti I don't know what it is like I hate series I don't I, I I don't know why I'm just like why don't I just read another type of book like why am I reading the same type of book but th in this case I just love her and her writing and it's not even sequels it's more like she takes characters from one book and then creates them as the main character so you don't really need to read them in order but I wanted to because I just wanted to I just wanted to do it right I guess so in the past month or two I've been reading all of her books and I am utterly obsessed if you love romance you will uh, like uh, be obsessed with these books they're well written, but they're easy to read and digestible. They're super steamy, but they're not cheesy. I mean, a little cheesy, but you know, whatever. And right now, I'm reading her like most critically, <laughs> critically acclaimed, whatever fan favorite called. Uh, wait, hold up, hold up. Your hold up. 
part of your world that one which is the fourth book and I'm I'm having a ball I'm having a delightful ball and she has two more after in the series and she still comes out with them like every year so if you're looking for a new uh, something to get you out of a reading rut this is what I would recommend this is not a book and this is not a current fixation, but it just popped into my head. Sequels always suck, but I was like, I know that there's one sequel of a movie and I was trying to figure out what it was. Meet the Fockers is better than Meet the Parents. And that oh, is better. the only sequel yeah, that has 100%. ever been successful. So anyways. Well, Godfather Godfather Part 2 is like the one that people say is always the best because that one got an Oscar and the first one didn't. Mm. Wow. I'm not a go- I'm not a Godfather girly, okay? I- cancel me if you want. I- we watched it in high school, and I was like, "What the fuck okay. is going on with this show?" I don't like, think this I've movie. ever seen it, but you don't need to see it. You could. Did I it. tell you about how I asked Lily's Godfather to be Lily's Godfather? <laughs> so yeah, we don't need it. I wouldn't. I wouldn't have known this reference, and I don't understand why you even said that. Why you even did it to him? Because he didn't. Didn't he not know? Okay. So. <laughs> So Lily's godfather is my friend, Micah Frank, and he brought out the whole gay men's choir of Palm Springs to my wedding and like surprised everyone with this huge theatrical, you know, moment. And he said at my wedding that he's going to be the godfather of our children. And he's like, I'm saying it now. So you have to do it. So obviously when I was pregnant, I was like, well, Micah's the godfather. And Adam and I decided before I got pregnant how we were going to ask him. And honestly, Adam thought it was going to really, really land. And so I guess in The Godfather, they put a dead horse head in someone's bed. So and there's like this quote about don't tell anybody something or whatever. And so we literally got a stuffed animal horse head and sent it to Micah. And he's a film like Hollywood guy. So we assumed he would get it right away. But we didn't sign our names or anything. And we had the the card just said this, like, if you tell anyone, whatever. And apparently when you send someone a horse head, it means that you've, like, put a hit out on, on them. <laughs> and so okay. he was, well, it was just like, it didn't land. He was in the subway no. when I called him. He couldn't hear me. And I was like, this did not, did not fucking work. This is it. Yeah, this is not, not good at all. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know what I don't know what you guys were thinking. Like, I think Adam was probably the only one that understood that reference. Um, but yeah, I would have been like, "What the fuck is this?" Okay. So, anyways, my next anyways. Um, current fixation I'll do a book is I'm reading Johnny Carson's uh, biography. It's just called Johnny Carson, and it is phenomenal. It's written by this guy Henry Bushkin. I don't know how you say his last name. He's um. He's technically Johnny's lawyer, but really he was just his right-hand man. So he was his lawyer, manager, agent, picker-upper, like, you know, crisis management guy. He was everything. He hung out with him every single day for decades. And so it is as juicy and as close to the source as one can get. And it's incredibly well-written and incredibly entertaining because you really are seeing a side of Hollywood back in the 70s, right? 60s and 70s that we only imagine or we see in movies and it's not a biography written by someone who studied this person it's the biography of essentially his best friend over decades and so Mm. he doesn't hold anything back it is it is very good wow you know i'm not a celebrity memoir person i'm such i don't know i didn't are you gonna read i didn't think i was you gonna read the britney spears are you gonna read the britney spears one okay so britney spears is something that i just feel like I need the time, the space, the energy to get into. I didn't even watch the documentary about her conservator or whatever. 
So I feel really behind and it's almost like I have to, I don't know, maybe something, it just troubles me. She troubles me. I don't know if you saw the recent video of her dancing with knives. Of the knives. Yeah. We saw. Uh, saw. Something is troubling and it hurts my heart to watch. It's a train wreck. You know when they um, say like you can't look away because it's a train wreck? It's like a train wreck I want to look away from. I just, I wonder if the book is just going to be like, just tell us everything and be like, yeah, guys, I'm like all of this is fake and like did she write it or is it an autobiography go- yeah she wrote it oh i would love to I, hear who that ghostwriter was yeah so that's why i'm like what is she gonna say or is she just gonna be like okay the conservatorship and then yeah this is just how i live my life now and i dance with knives i don't know like what else could she say i don't i'm, I'm curious i'm gonna read the highlights of what people you know yeah. just write about it but i'm not a celebrity memoir person i don't know what it is because i uh, people really love them like you love jessica simpsons everyone loves jessica simpsons yeah i went through Um, a phase i read jessica simpsons which was really good i think it's just so interesting to read autobiographies because we see something i think celebrities are so interesting to me because there's a very media portrayed of what their life is and then there's the truth so to to know you know, we have these ideas of who Jessica Simpson is and or who Demi Moore is. And then you read their autobiography and you get a completely different sense of the person. So I went through a phase where mm-hmm. I read Drew Barrymore's, which was, you know, don't bother. Jessica Simpson's, Demi Moore's, and Mariah Carey's. Mariah Carey's was so good. Um, so when I get a good celebrity m- memoir or biography, it's 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 just like it's so entertaining. Yeah, I can see that. I don't know what it is that I have a block with it. But I yeah, I would love. I think I might do Britney's just because I'm curious, but um, I was going to ask you, do you have any uh, knowledge on what's happening with Taylor Swift these days? Yeah, she's dating this football guy and um, it's the best marketing thing I've ever seen. A plus. Good job, Scout. Um, Yeah. So I guess just like pulse check or opinions. I agree that. Uh, what I don't understand is like why does th- why does Taylor need to do this for the NFL? Because the NFL benefited like in an insane amount. Like I don't there was like all these stats of like the viewership went up like 5,000 million percent and then in like all the sales and all these things and he got like 400,000 followers. Whoever she's associated it's good for her. it's good press for her, right? She keeps people sure on the hook. Relevant. Her tour just ended. She needed something to spike. And it well, just no, but she's going back on tour. But she's she doesn't going need international. I mean, who whoever she does this with, that industry or person's going to benefit immensely. So I'm assuming the managers are friends or some there there's some sort of a connection that that created this. But it's just like it's so crazy how this woman has so much influence that she could do this much to an establishment like the NFL that like this is not even something money could buy. Like she just like showed up to a game and therefore the NFL is now relevant. I mean, obviously she didn't show up to a game. She showed up sitting next to a key player's mother in his booth as his girlfriend. Right. Well, no, they're not girlfriend. They definitely I mean, I don't even think they. what I would love and we posted this on um, on our Instagram. I need a romance novel about this because this is like the perp. There, it, it kind of reminds me of this um, this novel I read called A View from the A View from the Afternoon or something, and it's basically like that, like a celebrity um, fake dating couple, and then they obviously like fall in love and all these things, and like the mechanics of like 
why you do behind this like what goes on behind the scenes with like a fake dating celebrity relationship but um whatever i'm into it i love i'm I'm loving the memes I, whatever can give me more meme content I'm, I'm here for i just think she's evelyn hugo i really think she's evelyn hugo yeah no she's gonna come out that is a memoir i would fucking read i mean obviously like she's gonna at the, on her deathbed she's gonna say i've I've uh, me and Carly Kloss have been fucking on the side this whole entire time. You guys are all dumb. And I've been in love with her the whole time. I've been lesbian. Have fun. Bye. Yeah, I think Peace. she's. Oh, my God. Imagine how much money her memoir is going to go for when she writes oh it. God. Oh, okay, God. Okay. Can I do my next? Um, are you going to are you going to are you going to go to the the movie concert experience? I already got tickets for two nights. The movie concert. What is that? Oh God. Okay, so she filmed the Eras tour. No, I'm not going to that. And wh- what? Why wouldn't you go to that to the movies? I I'm not a I'm 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 sorry. I'm not a Swifty. I'm not. Yeah, but you. I I understand, but you you. This is your opportunity to see what the Eras tour is about without spending the money or going. Like this is like the perfect. Now you could be in on it and like enjoy it without having to go and pay that much. I genuinely have like zero urge to know what the Era tours is about. Oh my god! Wow. What 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 it would be like to have? I what, legitimately, what I don't more know. Mental I- energy. My mental capacity would be so much more open and expansive if I didn't have all this Taylor Swift like shit roaming around in my brain. Oh yeah, it's so weird. I I don't understand. I mean, I've said it multiple times. I respect the fuck out of her for how brilliant of a marketer and a career woman and an, and a, whatever she's done with her career is fucking insane. And I know case studies will be written on it and she's incredible. There is nothing that remotely draws me in. Like I, I don't care about the drama there. It's like, I, I can't, I couldn't care less and not in a bad way. Right. Just in a legitimate, yeah, like indifferent. there's, I'm, I'm completely indifferent. Completely. Okay. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Um, okay, go ahead. Okay, so my next current fixation is Loki, the TV show. So season two is coming out next week, which I'm so fucking excited about. So Adam and I rewatched season one because it is our favorite Marvel TV show of all times. It is the absolute best Marvel TV show that's ever existed. And it was really fun to rewatch it because um, the set is very mid-century vibes. Uh, very retro vibes and so it's a lot of fun so I'm it's like my current fixation that I'm getting excited for because I watched season one and I cannot wait for season two yeah I it it still shocks me every single time when you tell me that you are a Marvel stan like it's the most off-brand thing for you and it shocks me to my core every single time. Okay, Talk but, about indifference. I am just like so indifferent. But I will say that Loki, the TV show, is so different than any other Marvel show. It's not the traditional Marvel vibe at all. It's I see. very I see. It's very existential. It's very mid-century modern decor. It's very retro. It's it's so I'm Loki is my absolute favorite Marvel character. So I literally it was so crazy. As as 
the what's the what's the anesthesiologist was pumping my spine up before the c-section he looked like dr strange and he's like a marvel insane he literally talked to me throughout my whole birth about marvel and i was like what is happening right now wait that's so funny because that's exactly i was just rewatching the episode of friends where when phoebe gives birth the the doctor is obsessed with the fawns or like what's what's that the fonzie the fawns whatever that tv show you know what i'm talking about happy days cheers something whatever uh it's like an old tv show but he's like obsessed with it so the whole time that she's giving birth he's like has it on the tv and is like talking about it and she's like shut the fuck up like, yeah that was legitimate my, my anesthesiologist was like so yeah. like asking adam what's your favorite marvel character like literally i'm being oh, cut God. open like yeah, dude he to, yeah he was trying to he's trying to distract you but distract not, me from the best not, day of my life time. motherfucker get away <laughs> Anyways, I recommend watching Loki. Anyways. You're probably not going to understand what's going on because you don't know who Loki Great. is, but he is he's um he dated fucking Taylor Swift. <laughs> Fuck. Um, oh right. Oh right. What's his name? He's Hold on. Tom yeah, Hiddleston. Um, Tom Hiddleston. Yeah. What a random ass uh that that was. That was crazy. Dude. Tom, yeah, he's my fave. It's so crazy because I saw him at Comic-Con one year and I was like, oh, that's just like the random random Marvel character. I'm like, such a fucking idiot because now he's my favorite Marvel character of all times. Mm. Owen Wilson is in this one. He's, it's like amazing. Mm. It's amazing. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. I will not be checking it out, but I'll take your word for it. Cool. Okay. My next current fixation, something so near and dear to my heart, is Jenny Kane. And the sweaters. So, sisters. Oh my god, I can't believe that's not my current fixation. That's one of mine officially. Okay. Okay. So this is a mutual current fixation for both of us. I mean, sisters, if you've been listening for a while, you know that I have been utterly obsessed with Jenny Kane. The lifestyle, the brand, the neutral vibes, the aesthetic, the clean girl aesthetic, the just like not a speck of color, just zen, minimalist, beautiful, neutral tones. Okay. We all know this. Like my brain is fucking nuts so I need my surroundings to be as calm and as coastal beautiful Jenny Kane vibes as possible it has been my dream aesthetic for as long as I can remember in my manifestation journal every single day I say I want a home that is decorated all with Jenny Kane furniture and just like I'll have a Jenny Kane interior designer just regurgitate Jenny Kane into my home blah 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 you guys have heard it long long enough we got you know, and I've been I've been manifesting Jenny Kane clothing. I, I've I've never even owned Jenny Kane clothing because obviously it's much more uh, luxury price point. It's you know very very well made, and it's something that you like have. It's like a timeless piece that you have forever. These types of sweaters, and they're just like you really invest in them. And I've never had one, but I've always manifested it. And I was like, one day I will like have my whole uniform is gonna be just wearing Jenny Kane clothing, and it's just the vibe. So. We, our podcast network texted us and they were like, oh, do you, are you guys interested in Jenny Kane as a sponsor for OK Sis? And I was like, what are you talking about? I was like screaming in the thing. I was like, we'll do it for free. Like, we'll fix whatever. We want to work with Jenny Kane so bad. And it was like the most, like, and I, I said this in the ad. And if you've listened to the ad, then you know how much like I'm like screaming in the ad. So excited that Jenny Kane is a sponsor of the show. So this is not really sponsored, but just in general, we're so happy to be even like in it, in the Jenny Kane orbit. But we were gifted um, some sweaters, which was incredible. But the crazy part about this was 
because of that, I was like, oh, let me see if I can do something with Camber, with Jenny Kane, with the stores in L.A. Because obviously we've been working a lot with brands and they have retail stores in L.A. So I could do something with like an event or like some sort of promo for them. So I reach I do have a friend that works at Jenny Kane. I don't know why I hadn't like reached out to her before, but I was like, hey, would love to do stuff with Camber. Like, can you connect me to the right person? She did. And she was like, oh, also like send me your address. I'm going to send you stuff. I was like, oh, my God. Oh my God. So she sent me another sweater and the whole Oak Essentials skincare line, which that's another kind of, I guess this is like a subset current fixation. That, that skincare line is the most luxurious. And I mean, it's all clean skincare. It's absolutely gorgeous. Like my skin feels like it like soaks up all of the hydration when I use it. I'm obsessed with every single product in there. They have a mask. They have a moisturizer. Like it feels like I'm the honey in a mask spa when I'm using it. The honey mask. So they have a moisturizer. Fucking good. They have a cl- a cleansing balm. They have a um like a mister. Like uh, everything is just you literally feel like you feel like Jenny Kane. You feel like Jenny Kane when you put it on, and you're like, oh my god, I am, I am her, and I'm becoming her. Regardless, so it's so crazy how this all happened kind of in the one week. <laughs> it's like. I- manifested this for so many years and then suddenly I'm working with the Jenny Kane team they invited me to come to this like private home tour experience that they had in LA and I met the whole team there and I'm getting on a call with them next week to do other stuff with LA and so it's just I don't really know what else to say other than it's always been my current fixation but now I've been I have the clothing I feel like I'm part of the brand I feel like I'm a I'm an evangelist for them. I'm, you know, working with them. So, and, you know, we talked about this offline and maybe we'll talk a little bit more, but ever since, you know, we, we interviewed Jen Meyer and then also got these Jenny Kane sweaters, like something. And I've always said this in my manifestation journal. Like if I put on a Jenny Kane sweater, even though I'd never had done it before, there's something there's like an energy shift in you and I don't know sisters if you have like a piece of clothing or like a favorite outfit that does this for you but I put it on and there's this like sense of power I feel so empowered I feel like a boss I feel I feel calm and serene but also determined and focused there's like this weird energy that that instills in me and when I put it on if I had if I'm having like a grumpy day before I put on this sweater and this outfit and I just feel like I can run for president like something happens. And so there's this this beautiful energy that comes with wearing something that you just know is so aligned with you. I don't know if this is make, is sounding like dumb, but that I don't know that I'm just like so delighted and I'm obsessed with it. OK, this is OK. We have to talk about this because I you know, first of all, code OK Sis, because that's the code um, for Jenny Kane. But <laughs> yeah. obviously, you sisters know Mads has been obsessed with Jenny Kane forever. And when I got my Jenny Kane sweater, I had the same transformative experience that I was very, very, very shocked by. Because technically, I mean, it's a beautifully made such amazing quality cream sweater I've always lended myself more towards fashion that has a little bit more of an edge to it versus more of like this minimalistic calm association right like I'm wearing black I'm wearing leather pants I'm wearing Doc Martens but when I put this Jenny Kane sweater on everything clicked for me as to the power of brand and to the power of an imaginative lifestyle if that makes sense yeah I exactly have been wearing mine as well 
probably three times a week ever since we got them. And I feel like the highest version of myself. Like I feel like all of a sudden I have. Yes, that's what it is. My highest self Yeah, like I literally, it feels as if I have leaped into a different timeline where I am already embodying the type of woman that I want to embody in my future. And it's pretty, pretty wild. And it's, it's such a subtle shift. It's such a subtle shift because yeah, you could buy any cream sweater that costs 40, 50, $70, whatever. But when you buy a product that belongs to a brand that is intentional and high quality and design oriented and luxury and has it, it, it transforms from a sweater. One, it's obviously going to last you forever. Of course, it's a staple, but it transforms from just wearing a sweater to all of a sudden you are a part of a feeling, right? Like you're a yes, part of a feeling. Yes. And when you feel a certain way, the rest of your life transforms. And I tr- truly, genuinely believe that people dismiss luxury goods and people dismiss fashion as quote unquote, a waste of money or why would you spend so much money on something when in reality, a beautiful piece that transforms the way you feel impacts the rest of your day. It's the same reason why I spend, you know, I I want nice pieces in my house from an interior design perspective. I think that there is a lost art or maybe this art is not as seen as you know, as you just said, like, I don't know what the words, I forget the words you just said, but you're like, does that make sense? Or is that weird? I think that there's an emphasis, and this is something I'm rediscovering and finding for myself, that beauty and quality and craftsmanship and artistry and lifestyle and vision and imagination and intention within luxury product brands are something to be celebrated and something that is so incredible to experience. And it should not be negated or pushed to the side as like, oh, I don't know if that sounds silly or whatever, because these products know, have like I'm, lasting I'm, meaning on people. And and it is like, I, I, it's so crazy to me sometimes that all of our senses matter, right? Like taste matters, smell matters, hearing matters with music and food and, you know, and yet for some reason, visuals, what we see and how we look is the one that's always seen last when in my opinion I'd rather see as much beauty around me as possible and when I put that Jenny Kane sweater on that's what I see and therefore that's how I feel yeah I know and I I kind of regret like saying like oh does this sound silly or whatever because you know yeah my my societal programming is like oh no don't say that because you don't want to sound like frivolous or materialistic or like wow could a sweater really affect you that much but it's like no exactly what you said when i picture my highest self worth and the way that you do this with manifestation is like every single detail visually is made up in your brain right and i see when and it's so perfectly clear the exact outfit i'm wearing and it's always Jenny Kane. And yes, I have sweaters that look like Jenny Kane that are from H&M. Sure. And I wear them and whatever. But there's exactly what you said about you feel like part of this lifestyle. You put it on and you're just like, oh my God, I have arrived at my highest self-worth that I've always been envisioning in my head. And then you therefore take more steps to show up as her from like a feeling perspective. And so that to me is like, empowered this calm sense of determination this like graceful grit that is always what my highest self-worth is is and she's wearing a Johnny Kane sweater that's it 
there's this there's this phrase that I keep saying to myself that I thought of, and it's almost like the it, it, I keep saying it to myself, the audacity of luxury, because mm. to choose a luxurious lifestyle and to choose luxurious products, and this could mean you're spending money, or this could mean you take a second to appreciate a luxurious store that you're walking around. This doesn't necessarily have to come back to materialism or consumerism, even though you know there's beautiful things within those words, but. When one has, you know, there's a certain audacity to luxury, right? It it stands tall. It says, I exist no matter what you think. I'm important because I'm made up of intention and craftsmanship and quality. And I feel like today in our society, there's an audacity to being luxurious. And I love that. I think it's so beautiful and important. And I think it fills your soul up for those of us who's, you know, core codes is luxury. Not all of us have that in, but if you do have it in you, allow yourself, like, don't, like, don't, don't be in this famine of luxury. It's fucking stupid. You know, allow yourself. And Jenny. Famine of luxury. I love, oh my God. You're like a poet. Yeah. Well, thank you very much for saying that. Um, that is, thank you. I appreciate that. I'm just going to leave that there. Um, but that I can't take complete credit for. Um, I am going to forget his name right now. Unfortunately, he's passed on. Uh, he was a big, let me just get his name because to not get his name would be a complete disservice. Andre Leon Talley. And I apologize if I'm saying that wrong. He was a Vogue editor. He said in the September issue, there's a famine of beauty. And I've always thought of that. And I was always like, Oh my God, could you imagine living so big and so purposeful that when beautiful things aren't around you, you feel like you're in a famine. Mm, And that's what Jenny Kane does. Jenny Kane is the fucking cure to a famine of beauty or a famine of luxury. Wow. Okay. We got to, we got to soundbite all this and send it to the JK team because this should be their new, this should, this should be their new uh, ringtone. Yeah. We just like hyped the fuck out of them. Okay. Um, so I guess let's just each do one more. I, I think we yeah. only did four each, but that's fine. I have like 3000 things. Listed yeah. Here. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'll do one okay, more. So one other, so one other, one thing recently that I've been really obsessed with, which is interesting is posting photos on Instagram, which I know doesn't seem so novel, but with the whole video takeover of the internet, and obviously I've been a willing participant on the camera side of things, I like basically only post TikToks and Reels. Um, I, I I was, you know, at, on my personal Instagram posting a lot of day in the life Reels, and that was really the only time I would post on Instagram. I wouldn't do photos or, you know, I just, it just wasn't even like top of mind. Like I just stopped taking photos. I was always, always just taking little clips and videos because like, then it could be in a day in the life or then it could be in a reel or whatever. And recently I just like shifted in my brain a little bit to always taking, I do still the videos, but I always take a photo of things as well, just in case. And I've been doing carousels on Instagram and something has just completely shifted. I, I feel, I I love them so much more. And I know that kind of sounds also insane because that's the purpose of Instagram and that's like we've really really strayed from the the you know initial medium of just photos but I feel like it helps it feels a lot more nostalgic to me like I love watching my day in the lives but look you have to like watch the whole day in the life to like get every part of it whereas with a photo I see the moment in time I see the outfit. I see where I was. I see the memory. And it doesn't even have to be like a week, the weekend, like re- carousel of like 10 photos that I did. It was like 
even just one little selfie photo shoot, three photos done. And I, I've been challenging myself to post a lot more of those. And cause I take, you know, nice selfies and this, and I, I would never really put, I would maybe post them on stories or I don't know. And so I've just started to be really obsessed with that. And so anytime I go out and I get dressed up, I make sure people take photos of me, um, take photos of me instead of videos because I used to just always take little video clips. I don't know. So I'm really playing with that and I've, I've loved it so far and it kind of is scratching a creative itch in my brain that I feel has been dormant for, for quite some time. Amen. Amen. The last couple of months I've been posting way more photos as well. And I absolutely love that you're bringing this up because I think that we think that video is king on Instagram, but we have to remember what Instagram was made for. And I just love photos. Like I love photos. I don't like video that much. So I'm with you. I've been posting a lot more photos too. I even texted, I think I texted Meadow. We're doing a swap with Meadow and Gabby um, with their podcast thoughts may very soon. And I was like, I, she, I texted her we were texting about something and then I was like hey by the way like you and Gabby never post videos and you only post photos and I fucking love you guys for it yeah and like enough 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 so I'm with oh, you okay, wait um just so you know my recorder is about to die so why don't you do yours quick so that we and we'll rack up okay rack up. beautiful um real fast mine is looking at interior design on Instagram my whole explore page is now interior design I literally only go to Instagram to look at houses and interiors um, and I send about 500 a day to my husband. He's very triggered by my DMs these days because it's just a lot to, uh, you know, consume. But I have fallen in love with interiors and with houses. And I think it's always been a very kind of quiet interest of mine. But I'm having fun bringing it a little bit more to the forefront as my hobby. It's a little bit difficult to have a hobby that is so expensive because it's not like I can buy multiple houses and then Amen. decorate them. So this is a hobby where one just learns and looks is essentially what it is. Learns, looks, and bees inspired. That's learns, it. Learns and looks. I'm dying. I learned okay. about love different. Love you, sisters. So. Oh, okay. You're dying. Your thing's oh, dying. Sorry. Anyways, um, love <laughs> we you, gotta sisters. Go. We got to go. And happy Monday. And I love you, Maddie. And leave us a review, and we love you so dearly. Okay, bye. Bye. Hey there, I'm Dr. Tracy Dalgleish, clinical psychologist and couples therapist. If there's one thing I know from both my personal and clinical experience, it's that we are really good at comparing ourselves to others. We tend to get stuck in the unhelpful narratives that play on repeat in our minds, and we struggle to set boundaries and create healthy love. Each week, I bring you clinical knowledge and evidence-based research, experiences of sitting in the therapist chair, and being a wife, mother, and business owner to talk about everyday issues we all face to help you change the dialogue in your life. Tune in every Thursday to I'm Not Your Shrink wherever you listen to podcasts. While I'm not your shrink, I am still human and I'm excited for us to be in our vulnerability and humanness together. 